0: Welcome to the App Story Podcast. I'm your host, Vic Hudson, inviting you to join me as I talk with other independent developers and we discuss the interesting stories behind their apps. We're here today with Andrew J. Clark, uh, app maker behind the app Numerical. Um, Andrew, I think there might still be a few people left that don't know who you are. So before we get started about the app, tell everybody about yourself. <laughs>
1: Oh, God. You're bigging me up there. I'm not sure I can uh, live up to my reputation there. My name is Andrew J. Clark, at Andrew J. Clark on Twitter, and I'm at an app called Numerical. Numerical, not Cal, as you say. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry. And it's, got, and it's got the subtitle, Calculator Without Equal, which will
0: help it come up in the
1: App Store if you run across
0: it. All right. Um, tell everybody a little bit about the app and what, what separates it from the rest of the calculators out there.
1: All the other calculators suck. Okay. Um, which was the premise I went. <laughs> I was working under for the whole development of it. Uh, so last year, what year are we in? 2014. Yeah. So midway through 2013, I got this harebrained idea to try and learn some iOS development and programming, which is something I hadn't really looked at since I was like 10, and you know, making my first few little QBASIC programs, Go to 10, all of that sort of thing. Um, but so I started reading a few Amazon books on the side and in the evenings, and then eventually took a bit of time off work to to focus on making my first app, which um, turned out to be numerical. And from the very beginning, the whole idea with it was that the problem with most calculators, particularly the basic calculators you know, like, that are built into smartphones these days, uh, and you know, they're just copying desk calculators before them, but the problem with them is that you can't see your calculation. You can't see how you got to the current number. You can only see the current number and whatever you're about to do with it. And even then, you can only see one of those bits of information at one time. So my idea was to, in kind of in a solver, calc botish kind of way, I thought, well, I probably know enough to make a really simple little calculator where you can type in a calculation, you don't have to hit equals, because it'll just work it out as you go, and it'll be great. And so I made my first little prototype of that in about three hours, one lazy Sunday afternoon, and put out a beta of it and got some feedback and kept on working on it and then kept on working on it more and more. And then four months later, I released it as an app on the App Store. So it's been a strange journey because I didn't really anticipate actually putting nearly that much effort into it from the beginning. Um... (laughs) But <laughs> I've learned a lot.
0: You can say that. I think uh, I think a lot of our independent projects tend to follow that pattern.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, hobbies that sort of uh, like a cancer leech the life yeah, out of the rest they, of
0: your existence. Yeah, they take over. <laughs> <laughs> in in good ways. Some bad, but mostly some good. bad, some <laughs> good. It's complex. It, yeah. It sure is. Um, so you've you've been out for a little while now. The app's been very very successful from the the way it appears. Uh, you recently did a, uh, a a promotional couple of days free. What was the effect of that?
1: Um, um massive sort of download growth to um, what, what do you call it like um, two times the magnitude. Two orders of growth. I can't even think. I'm I'm delirious here. Um, I released the app to begin with at $2.99, and uh, it did pretty well over the first three weeks. But by the end of that three weeks, it had sort of drifted down to uh, to not very many sales per day, which you know is kind of to be expected with these things. It had yeah. a pretty good splash though to begin with, and got reviewed by a bunch of sites and blogs, and uh, buddies on Twitter talked about it and all that sort of thing. So I was you know I was very happy with that reception. But I thought you know I'm just curious. I want to see. What happens if I make this free? This whole this whole app is an experiment, basically, me trying to learn all about this stuff. Um, so I partnered with a company called 3MS where you pay them uh, a couple of hundred dollars if they approach you and they like your app, uh, and they basically um, publicise your app for a couple of days through their platform, and they have an app with a couple of hundred thousand users. Um and you make your app free for that period, so it's a very strange sort of "you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours" kind of kind of deal. But basically, it's to try and get uh, apps that are usually paid some attention and give um, get them widely distributed, you know, through this free promotion, so that hopefully more people know about your app and sort of all those free downloaders kind of turn into a casual marketing force for you. Got it. Uh, and it kind of went a bit insane, and. I mean, I don't know really how you quantify this stuff, but I'm sort of willing to call it a viral hit for those three days because for the first three weeks it had had a couple of, not even that, so like 1,500 paid downloads for those first three weeks, which, you know, for my first little experimental app I was massively happy with. But then over those three days it got like 150,000 free downloads. So Wow. And that's what I mean, like two orders of magnitude. So at this point like 1% of my... Uh, user base has paid for it, <laughs> which is not <laughs> nearly what I thought. Oh, maybe, maybe like 10 times as many people. That would be huge. But this was 10 times greater than that. Um, so, yeah, the, the experiment continues, and I'm still trying to figure out what all of that means and what it means for me, you know, going forward and how, how I should think about pricing and. In app purchase and, and all of that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a pretty hard topic to, to think about and to approach. There's a lot of debate about the subject of free versus paid or, um, I'm just curious. Do you think, um, how much of, of that success during the free period was attributed to just the fact that it was free or do you think that the investment in the, uh, the external marketing really paid off there?
1: I think that kicked it off. Um, and so that probably did help get it out there. But the thing which I've now come to understand is that when you, whenever an app comes out which is paid and is well-reviewed, and I was quite lucky that Numerical was pretty well-reviewed, um, it seems to get added onto a whole bunch of databases so that as soon as it becomes free, machinations kind of occur, you know, machines were to life and uh, all these Twitter accounts spring to life and say, hey, this app that was $2.99 and blah, blah, reviewed on Mac Stories uh, is now free. Go, go, go. And this sort of cascading domino effect occurs where suddenly like your signal is getting and your marketing message is getting amplified like a hundredfold, way, way further, way bigger than when it was paid, and I had a, I was very lucky to have a good, a good, you know, a good launch. As I said, I couldn't imagine it sort of getting louder than that to, to sort of keep it in, in noise and volume terminology. Um, so I think that, I think that marketing campaign helped sort of kick it off and get it onto a few people's radars. But I think it appearing on like the Mac Stories free daily deal feed, that, you know, on Twitter, that that sort yeah. of thing. I think that's probably what kicked it off, and then yeah, it just a lot sort of, of
0: people see those,
1: yeah exactly, and there's a lot of and there's a lot of other places that watch those so that then they can promote them themselves, so it just sort of ricochets outwards
0: so has has this given you I know you've said you you're still not sure where you want to go from there for the for the future or anything, but uh has it given you any thoughts on the whole paid versus free or it has I'm still. Coming to grips with all
1: of it in a way. Um, so I just released an update adding the the, the, um, the feature that more one-star reviewers have uh, requested more than anything else. Um, the percent which is key. The percent button, which programmers do not use geeks do not use but apparently all the people in the real world do use it and could not fathom a calculator being released without it. Whereas I didn't even, I didn't even, I didn't even know what it did to be honest. I had to do a bunch of research to even figure out how it's meant to work.
0: But I think you you did a good job with it. You didn't do it like most calculators do. I think you 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 did it in a, in the perfect way so that most of the normal users can get to what they originally wanted without the three or four steps that are usually in the middle of that.
1: Oh, thanks, Vic. Yeah, I, I tried pretty hard to think through it and figure out what, what is the best solution. Like, it's easy to make it so, you know, whenever the evaluator ca- uh, encounters a percentage button, it just, all right, times by one over a 100 or whatever. But that doesn't really solve all the problems and that, that doesn't solve a bunch of the ways that some calculators, not all, but some other calculators work, which is, you know, if you have... Uh, if I want to find out what, if I find an iPad case which is one hundred and forty nine ninety nine and it's fifteen percent off, finding out what that actually is. Now, you know, guys like me and you who are fairly technically savvy and you know can find our way around a spreadsheet can can figure that out. But what yeah. you actually want is a calculator where you can go one forty nine ninety nine minus fifteen percent and it just work it out. So the the percentage button I've got is kind of kind of context aware. It understands what numbers are appearing around it, so it figures out kind of what, you're, what you want, what your intent is, and that's the whole point of the app. It's meant to be a kind of polite butler of a calculator that is well-designed enough that it kind of is sort of... I've always wanted it to help people figure out the thing they're actually trying to, as opposed to just get caught on using the calculator itself. Like, the numbers shouldn't matter that much. It should just be about, you know, input-output. What, what are you actually trying to work out?
0: Being you able know, to put did, in, in something in a way that makes sense in getting output that you expect from it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Which sometimes means going against what you know fellow programmers think is the right way to go about it. So with the percentage button, I've uh, unified two bracket buttons. So now there's just a single magic brackets button, which, uh, looking at the context of your current calculation, it decides whether you want to add an open or closed bracket and gets it right, sort of ninety nine percent of the time. I saw that.
0: It's pretty clever.
1: Yeah, and, and 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 it surprised me how well it works. Like it seems like. Seems like it would get it wrong, kind of more than that. But the reality is that the context of your calculation pretty easily defines and makes it pretty easy to figure out what it is you're you're trying to do. There again, some my uh, programmer friends, you know, don't like that and don't like that feeling about sort of being out of control. But it's, yeah, we're the be it's control
0: freaks. <laughs>
1: we we do we do Vic, and I think that's why we become programmers. We want to create <laughs> yeah. our own little miniature universes. Yeah, but the people spoke, and they wanted a percentage button. Um, so all of that being a roundabout way of saying that uh, so with this update i'm now I've now made it to sixty six percent off because of the percentage button. There's a nice little marketing angle there. Uh, so now it's ninety nine cents. so I'm still trying to figure out what the right sort of formula is, like you've got this machine, this little sales engine and you. I'm just sort of tweaking the knobs and the levers, just trying to figure out how it works and what the what the internal model is what what is the best way to go about it. I suspect that long term. I think freemium is here to stay for many apps. Not all apps. Something like uh, the Omni Group's apps. Those don't want to be free. Those want to. Like those apps are designed in such a way that they want people—they only want people who are going to spend money on them and really care about them and invest in the entire experience, the entire methodology. There's no point making OmniFocus free and then having a $49 in-app purchase because you're just going to get a whole bunch of free users who are not going to understand what it's all about, and they—they'll have a bad experience, and then customer support will have a bad
0: experience, and it just is a mismatch. Yeah, the people that need that app and the people that want that app—they don't mind to pay for that app.
1: Yeah exactly. I mean I've spent hundreds of dollars on Omni Omni Group stuff and I love it and I use it all you know I use OmniPlan every day and OmniFocus every day and I'm sort of the perfect customer for that. But for what is on the face of it an exceptionally simple calculator that like does fewer functions than the built-in calculator I'm wondering if well maybe $3 was probably a bit steep to begin with. I think it's worth that but I think there's probably a lot of people who from the sort of outside looking in couldn't see it was worth that. So I suspect the price of it will come down or go free Um, and then long term I'll need to be finding some sort of in-app purchase model. As for what that is I don't really know yet. I'm sort of playing around with a few things and I'm you know working on an iPad version right now but I think for something like this where, where it's so conceptually simple and easy to understand I think it's more important to get people into the door and then kind of figure out some of the money stuff later. The whole way I'm thinking about freemium at the moment is that if you imagine the sort of three to five steps that are required to get someone to pay for an app, they need to find out about it through some sort of media or marketing or a review or stumble across it on the app store. Yeah. They need to look at it and vet it and use their own judgment and decide if they think it's worth actually sort of even downloading, whether it's free or not. And then they need to decide... If it's worth paying the $3 for and each of those steps, you, you know, you get X percent of people who are dropping off like flies at every one of those steps. Some people will just see it on Twitter and see the logo and say, no, not for me and move on. So I think going freemium just kind of simplifies that process because then there isn't really a great cost in downloading it at all because uh you you know
0: yeah it's it's like a door buster, it gets them into your door, and then they can see what else, yeah, you have to like, like offer. can
1: you imagine going to a restaurant where you have to pay at the door and sort of pre order your meal like it's just such an unfriendly experience. I think you're better to get people inside where they can actually use the app and start to fall in love with it and start to understand you know, why you've made all of these design decisions and hopefully their, you know, their lives are enriched in some small way by this delightful little experience, then I'm hoping that from that sort of perspective, people will be more interested in, in paying some money for that, basically. And maybe, maybe three dollars is just sort of too much for anyone. Maybe it's ninety-nine cents to unlock a bunch of scientific functions, you know, I don't know. But This idea that all these developers have, and I myself had before this experience, that we should be making these beautiful, perfect experiences and making them worthwhile and then charging for them up front, it just feels like a kind of old idea. I think more and more people don't want to just sort of pay at the door and then be left alone. I think they sort of want to negotiate. They sort of want to haggle. Yeah. Because there's a million, million things in the universe – well – On the internet, which basically is the universe at this point, you know, vying for their attention, they'll find someone else who is willing to negotiate and is willing to sort of do it on the terms. And I think in general, people are good. I think people do want to pay for what things are worth, but. They don't want to get screwed over. You know, like it's been six years at the App Store. How many 99 cent apps have you uh, bought
0: and then deleted? You know, people are sick of that experience. They don't want to do that anymore. Well, to their credit, it's, it's become kind of risky for them. I'm sure that a lot of people have been burned before by apps that just really weren't worth the money they paid for. Yeah,
1: and even if it is worth the money, there's still that upfront conceptual kind of cognition cost that you need to think through it in that way. I'd much rather get fans and, and, you know, make people's lives a little bit better and then figure out some of that later stuff, which maybe makes me sound like a like a web 2.0 startup in some ways, which I'm not, <laughs> not all too comfortable with. But, but but that's where my thinking is currently. So I, I don't know where any of this stuff shakes out. I think for the time being, being it'll probably be $3 until I can figure out a bit more of this, but... But it's I personally sort of think it's, it's worth journey. that.
0: Yeah, it was a fresh take on the problem, and it, it offers a, a really well-designed, really nice presentation for it. But I'm a developer, too, so my opinion's biased in that direction. We have a vested
1: interest in yes, it in some we, of these stuff. We I, I would love like to charge 30 people up front for it. $30 up front. But.
0: Has, your, uh, has, has the most recent update with the percentage in the magic brackets button been out long enough that you've gotten any feedback on that from, from the normal people out there?
1: Yeah, so... I, uh, on, at the time of recording this, it's been out for about 24 hours. Um, and I haven't got my sales data today for some reason. So I don't know how well the 99 cent uh, promotion is done. But um, the percentage button has been extremely well received. I've uh, had 50 reviews so far for it, which is um, pretty amazing for an update. I you know, I don't have a a rate me dialogue box that nags people on launch or anything like that. You know, there's just a, a link in the settings screen. So I'll take that as a good sign. That That's people a plus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I couldn't do it. It's a minimalist calculator. I can't throw up a dialogue a modal dialogue
0: box. Um, uh, anytime you can avoid throwing something at them is probably the better way to go.
1: <laughs> exactly. So yeah, it's been pretty well uh, reviewed from that, as from what I can tell. People have much bigger problems with the the, the new way the bracket buttons work, <laughs> but um, the percentage button has been well received. So I take that as a, as a as a thoroughly positive sign. But it's weird to think I've got you know hundreds of thousands of users now, because now it's like oh geez, guys, I should really probably beta test these a little bit more thoroughly because sometimes I do just, do just throw things in there at the last minute assuming it's going to be all right, but actually that's probably not the right way to go about it. So yeah. uh, as with everything with this project, it's a learning experience and um, you know, you, you learn best from falling over the hardest, I think.
0: Yeah. Does, does the heavy user base, does that, uh, let's try to think of the right, right way to phrase it. Does it add more weight to it? Do you feel more responsible behind it or?
1: I? don't and i think that's because my vision for what this app is has been pretty clear from the beginning or, or at least it's been i've been following a vision for it even if i hadn't sort of haven't had all the details fully fleshed out in my mind's eye so when i get bad feedback on something like oh i don't like what you've done with this brackets button or, or whatever or oh you should have so you can you know like people people just throw suggestions at you, and that's you know that's I take that as a good sign that people are investing in it and engage with it enough to care,
0: so yeah so they' they're passionate about it enough to 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 offer that feedback Ex- and input. exactly
1: like like apathy is the apathy is the true enemy here. I'd rather have hate than 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 nothing, I
0: suppose, yeah, but, well, indifference is so hard to measure, <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> well, it's pretty easy to measure it's usually zero, but um yeah, but so like when I do get that feedback. I feel like I'm able to kind of square it away against the broader picture in a fairly fairly mature, fairly reasoned way as opposed to sort of rushing and trying to fix something just because one person has an idea or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it definitely does change it. And so I do find myself reading, like the more reviews there are, the more I read them because it's like I'm trying to understand it. I'm trying to figure out who are these hundreds of thousands of people who I never thought this was going to reach. Like, So when it was paid, I knew I understood who the user base was. Like I got that. All right, these are people who are sort of like me. They have iPhones. They like design and stuff enough to to give this app a go. They you know, either follow me on Twitter or read Mac stories or beautiful pixels or you know these these circles that I'm sort of comfortable in. Whereas with now, it's like, is this is this grandparents that are using it? I've, I've had like have heard some reports of people saying they really need an iPad version because their mother uses it on their I, you know their iPad three, and it's their preferred calculator, and it doesn't have an iPad version. They're just like viewing it, at, you know, a, a two times blown up mode, yeah, big big mode, which is a terrible way to do it. But it's this is the, sort of the brave new world of this. So I'm, I feel like I'm always, I'm trying to keep my ear to the ground, trying to sort of learn about this and figure out what is this app for now, who is it for, and I, I suppose I'm hoping that's going to inform all these pricing and business model and, and design decisions that sort of come along the way. I think the more you can know about something, the better. That's, you know, that's almost universally the case. Yep. As long as you have the fortitude and maturity to know when when to dismiss a bit of feedback, when to dismiss some advice and say, no, that's, that's not what this calculator is about. That's not what this experience is about.
0: Yeah. Well, it sounds like you've got, you've got a pretty good roadmap that, you, that you've made for yourself and and pricing models to be decided later you're sticking to your vision and that that's pretty cool i mean if you get overwhelming feedback on something you can always adjust for that later but yeah it's good that you you've got a direction and you know where it's headed and, and you could just work from that one step at a time okay so You've got a, uh, You made, released a new promo video for it with the the percent button update. Um, that video is really nice, Andrew. It's it's, it's very <laughs> jazzy. <laughs> it's got a good beat to it. It's full of energy. Tell us about that.
1: I'm glad you said jazzy there because that's exactly the that's the adjective I went for. It's like, what if this was like more more like a movie trailer? Um, so so when I when the version 1.0 came out, um, I made this sort of promo video. Um, you know, put it on my website, put it on Vimeo and just tweeted about it just to, just to explain to people what the heck this app is and sort of give them the marketing pitch, which is, you know, it's a beautiful calculator without equal. That's the whole idea in a a nut. Uh, And it's all, you know, and that first video was all, you know, nice white space, looks kind of appley, nice little plinky guitar music. And it's quite, it's quite cute. But with this 1.1 update, I knew that, well, this, you know, this is not really a massive update. I'm not hoping for a huge amount of traffic on this it's not going to get re-reviewed by anyone or, or anything like that what if I have some fun with it and so I downloaded this cool little uh underground blues kind of jazz club guitar solo <laughs> sort of instrumental um and, and sort of thought about it like a movie trailer like you know how could I build up a bit of kind of suspense and get a bit of energy into it and so it starts off with a few like press quotes from some of the better reviews and kind of Makes a big deal out of this percentage button being added to this tiny little calculator and kind of takes itself, I guess, too seriously in a way, like, like, <laughs> it's, sort of, it's sort of a bit, a little bit larger than life. But but like the rest of the app, there's sort of a, there's a bit of a sense of humor to it, which I think is quite important. Um and so yeah I've sort of just cooked that up in, in in a few hours and it's had a really positive response. Like I don't think it's had that many reviews, but the people who have seen it seem to, seem to seem to really dig it and kind of get the vibe. So I'm yeah, quite it, happy it's, with how it turned it's out. Yeah, it's really
0: good. We'll stick a link to it in the show notes too so people can just click right through and go to it and if they haven't seen it already.
1: I think I mean like with like I think videos are a great way to show an app, you know, in <laughs> they are. In, in work uh, or I guess not in work, but you know in in operation. Yeah. But it's also very easy to do a video like every other video, like because they're, they're all they're all just light and airy, and you know they're they're app promotional videos. But I don't know that's that's too conservative for me. I think, I think there's probably more we could do. You know, there are more ways you can tell the story of your app rather than just kind of you know copying the Appleish kind of.
0: Yeah, well I don't think anybody would look at the video or the or your app for that matter and think any part of it's conservative. It's all pretty bummed. Oh, <laughs> well, well, that's the
1: aim. I mean, people people are looking for an excuse to like your app. They're looking for a reason to remember it. We're, bombar- we're bombarded with apps and, you know, this stuff every single day. I think you have to do something to stick out. So, I don't know. I suppose would my advice be to do something a little bit too risky rather than too safe? I I think yes, I think I think there's a lot more to be gained by pushing the envelope a little bit beyond what people are used to before. Like, and so this the whole story with the, the user interface and the design for it is that, you know, it started off as just my, you know, Andrew the Dummy's first uh, Xcode project. So it was all, you know, just white space and Helvetica and blue links and yeah, or blue buttons, I should I should say for for half of its life. Um, but then I sort of came to realize that well, that's that's been done. You know, every app that's coming out for iOS seven has this same flat kind of look, uh, and there are a million calculators getting released to the App Store every day. I don't know why it's like a it's a it's a growth category, Vic. I don't I don't quite understand it. <laughs> <laughs> Apps the new the new hotness.
0: There's not enough calculators. We need more.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> more calculators. Um, so I, I partnered with a really talented designer called Alex Vanderson, who's just a guy I sort of. Um, sort of bumped into on, on Twitter of all things, and he kind of pitched me on this idea of a really bold colour scheme where instead of it being kind of white space with a little bit of colour, it's the opposite. It's coloured space with a little bit of white for where the text is. Uh, and it's a little bit of a divisive theme. There, you know, Some people want to tone it down and a, a, you know, some people are begging for a like, dark mode theme, You know, just something to turn down the saturation on it. But like the rest of iOS 7, I think that's kind of good. I think it's good that it's sort of is distinct and really sticks out in a screenshot and in the app store, or if you see it on someone else's phone, like it sort of, it leaps off the screen. So I think. Yeah. well, and, and
0: you know it when you see
1: it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's no, there's no mistaking it. Such as the uh, copycat clone apps that have uh, started arising for it. That's yeah. A, that's, that's, a, that's a whole nother story.
0: Yeah. That's, that's a sour story too. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I guess, I guess being bold with it. It's, and it's inevitable. And I, I guess it's, it's, you should see it as a as a compliment that that you're being mimicked and somebody thinks your thing's good enough to rip it off <laughs> yeah and also
1: what's kind of um, a nice consolation is they really suck they're really terrible there's there's some subtlety to to what we've been able to do with this app that is not that easily mimicked it's easy like it's easy to copy the visual side of it it's hard to the animation and the sound effects and kind of this this kind of Not under the hood exactly, but like the sound the engine makes when you rev, if you sort of put it in car metaphor. That stuff's really hard to copy, so I'm not too worried about other free, beautiful calculators coming out because they're coming out every day anyway. So (laughs) maybe maybe I'm beyond imitation. I don't know. Still still (laughs) figuring all that out.
0: Yeah. Uh, You're definitely unique, and and the app is definitely (laughs) unique. (laughs) In in good ways, in positive ways. (laughs) it's It's a really nice calculator it's It's really well done. You've done a great job with it, and you deserve all the extra attention you've got on it. Cheers, thank you yeah okay so um i th- I think that's probably about everything. Is there anything else you would have wanted to add that we haven't covered yet, or
1: um only that if you're listening to this and thinking about getting into app development or just learning it, don't message me asking me what book. I read, the book doesn't matter, there's no magic formula to it, just sit down, buy any book on Amazon, and, or do the Stanford course, whatever, and just sort of start reading. I'm getting a lot of people at the moment getting in touch, you know, sort of looking for advice like that, and my yeah. only advice is, you know, be quiet and start reading and just sort of start doing it.
0: Yeah, it, it's something where you really just gotta, you gotta roll up your sleeves and just get into it.
1: And Objective-C, it's, kind of, it's kind of easy, like once you understand the basic sort of premise of it. Yeah. Everything else sort of starts sort of clicking into place, and then it's most, then it's just about learning the API and the, the you know and Cocoa Touch and, and all of that stuff, which I you know still barely understand. But you can get started sort of faster than I think people imagine. I think they imagine, and I know I did, that you know you'd have to study it for three years in a college or university to have to be able to you know make Hello World. But it's it's simply not like
0: this. No, it, it really isn't. And it, as as much as as experienced developers bemoan and and curse about Xcode, um, it it's really a nice nice design environment well not a design but a development environment and and it they apple's done a really good job of making it pretty simple for a guy to just sit down start coding at his mac learn what's going on and and to be able to put out a product
1: yeah totally um that being said i'm also pretty happy to help people when they get stuck with stuff in in so much as i can so um I suppose I'm giving some mixed messages there, <laughs> but like this is a, like learning learning Objective C. That's a great thing to learn because there's so many resources online. You know, just stay, you can you can learn an awful lot about programming iOS apps. You know, just by surfing around Stack Overflow. There's a huge amount of resources out there, and, a, and from my experience, a huge number of you know experienced or sort of mid level developers who are happy to to help you out and explain something because they they're sort of in love with. The craft as well so this is a, this is a good place to learn this stuff
0: yeah and and we all love our craft so much and and some of the people out there are just really great about sharing what they've learned and and experiences there's some great free tutorial websites and stuff out there RayWinderlick.com is one um i think i'll put some links to the show notes to some of these resources for people too yeah do it do it. okay so this has been andrew j clark talking about Numerical. andrew tell them where they can find you online and learn more about the app and stuff
1: Sure. So uh, on Twitter, feel free to get in touch, quiz me, ask me what book I read, whatever, I don't care. Uh, At Andrew J. Clark, there's no E on the end of Clark, and J is a letter, not the name J, as in J and Silent Bob. Uh, I'm getting distracted. Uh, If you want to find out more about numerical, obviously you can just go to the App Store and search for numerical, colon, calculator without equal. Or you can go to verytinymachines.com and check out uh, the latest video, whatever it is there. Uh, Every time I release a new promo video, I put it straight there. So uh, that's probably a a good place to go. And and then there's the links and everything there as well. You can also follow Numerical app on Twitter if you want to um, hear the calculator talk for itself and retweet people that leave one-star reviews and all that sort of thing. I'm having a bit of of meta fun there, making Numerical into a character, which you can interact with.
0: (laughs) So check that out as well. A lot of developers do that. It's kind of fun. I like it.
1: Mm. 90 followers. Like it took me years to get 90 followers. I don't know how this
0: happened. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's how to find Andrew and to learn more about numerical. I'm Vic Hudson1. You can follow me on Twitter at Vic Hudson1. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter. It's uh, at App Story Podcast, and our website is appstorypodcast.com. Thanks for listening.